0: Hello and welcome to Comic For Junto's special one-shot movie review for Spider-Man No Way Home I'm your host Octavius A. Newman, I am a geek culture philosopher And I'm here with my co-host Adam John Watts Teteris John
1: Watts, the man whom we owe gratitude for delivering a miracle as far as I'm concerned Mm, this this miracle, movie wow. that we're, we're going to talk about, uh, this movie on paper, shouldn't work. Doesn't work. Explain the plot to someone, should not work. you got to see how many generations of spider see in order for any of this to work, to, but it all works. And yeah. uh, John Watts, uh, thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for your gift to us. That's right, I'm here. Nice to see you, Walk. We didn't get to see this movie yep. together, so we haven't really... We didn't get the moment outside of the theater. Right. You know, we didn't get right. to chop it up like we would at the, uh, at the at the movie theater. So this is important. Folks, this is important. This is the first time that me and I get to talk about this. And uh, this is exciting stuff because yeah. rare is an occasion when we get to see a movie where one of the main characters is named Octavius. That's right. <laughs>
0: hey. It's a moment. Hey. A big moment. It is rare. Internet, we are bursting at the seams. Mm-hmm. Uh, in preparation and in, in anticipation to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. But first things first, we need to let you know <clears throat> that we are going to spoil this movie. Mm-hmm. And that means we are going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. We're going to talk about all Spider-Man movies ever made. The same We're Ramey talk Jones. talk about the Andrew yes. Garfield
1: Jones. All the spider yes. man So, you know, We're if you haven't about, seen
0: those, then you should catch yeah. up on those. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. We're talking about Hawkeye. We're talking about pretty much everything's game in the MCU and in the Sony-verse as well. And in the Netflix-verse. And
1: a little Netflix for you. uh
0: -uh. Yeah. Internet, if you have not seen this movie and you do not want to be spoiled, this is your opportunity right now to pause this episode of Comic Book Junto. Go. Consume the movie. Shoot it into your veins mm, mm-hmm. or your eyes and mm-hmm. ears or your back if it's in 4DX. Mm, you
1: know I don't what I'm like, saying?
0: I don't like the visuals on any of these. <laughs> <laughs> shoot it into my back. Octavius told me to shoot it into my back. Know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, but yeah. So consume this film, watch it, and then come back and, and, and chat with us about this movie because we finna spoil it. That's right. So, you have been warned. This is it. Your we have to do it early. We,
1: we really need to get this out of the way early because this movie is built on those kinds of moments. So, yeah. Don't let us rob you of that joy. Uh, Go to a movie theater near you. Don't touch nothing. Don't breathe on nobody. Sit with Correct. your arms crossed and your mouth shut, except mm-hmm. if you're eating raisinets. And then, uh, you know, come back and listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So, spoiler wall is going up. And what is it made out of? Is it made out of... Uh, well, I think obviously it's made out of a, like a synthesized
1: web material. We know how strong right. that stuff is. I mean, yeah. our guy is picking up cars and lifting them yeah. back up. He's, he, I saw him fix a boat in uh, mm. the first one. Far, what was the first one? Homecoming? He was like Homecoming. pulling a boat together. You know, it's yeah. strong stuff. So if the you want to scale guy. it, if you want to get through it, you tensile strength. That's right. You have to do great. that. That is very intentional. So this, uh, you got to scale that, that webbed spoiler wall uh, to be on the other side. So I guess that's uh, uh, three, two, one.
0: Spoilers. That's
1: right. It's your fault. It's your fault. Uh-huh. If you're here still you here,
0: it's because you want to be here and you're ready to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. So, mm-hmm. let's start this out with the synopsis. Please. And I have pulled up on IMDb, uh huh, Spider Man No Way Home. Let's see what IMDb is talking about. With Spider Man's identity now revealed, huh? Peter asks Doctor Strange for help when the spell when a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider Man. That's a good logline. That is a good logline. I would have it doesn't written, tell you a whole lot, but it tells you enough to go. Okay, I, I I'd watch that. I would say forcing Peter to
1: discover what it truly means to be a Spider Man. Because we, we are so dealing in, You're not
0: supposed to put that in the log line. You're yeah. Just to, I mean, but you know, you know I mean? we
1: got multiple Spider Man. So,
0: right. So, listen, I have seen this movie twice. Okay. Yep. I've seen it once. See just it once. A third time. Mm hmm. But I saw it twice. Once in uh, Cherry Hill mm-hmm. In the AMC. Mm hmm. Uh, and the chair is it Prime? Was that what we do out there in Prime, the Prime experience? Yes, yeah. MC Prime, and then the next day, I saw it in 4DX. Okay, so yeah, the injected into your back was real. How is your how's your lumbar
1: situation? How's that going? I on?
0: need. To, I'm going to the chiropractor on Monday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is not a joke. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you.
0: With listen, this movie in every, particular, too. I mean, this thing moves. Yeah, bro.
1: Where is you the forty X? Is,
0: is that Cherry Hill as well? King of Prussia, K
1: O P. Okay, got it. Yeah.
0: Hey, listen. If you've never gone to forty X, I don't even want to. <clears throat> let me just tell you. And I might have talked about it in the Ghostbusters film, but just just real quick, or just go back and listen to our uh, Suicide Squad episode, the
1: first Suicide Squad, <laughs> right. not, the, not the second
0: one, not the not the Suicide Squad, but Suicide, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's so Yo, confusing. It is such it, it, like I went with my wife. She was like, "Oh, this is too much! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this is too much." Um, she's like, "I didn't know we were going to an amusement park. <laughs> if for real, is that? And that's that, what it yeah. feels like. Yeah, it feels like an amusement park, and like it is really, it's really aggressive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's a lot, and it's fun at the same time. But I'll say, I'm glad I watched." Spider-Man: No Way Home in 4DX the second time around because yeah. if you watch it the first time, it's almost distracting. there's so much physically happening to you that it's distracting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. No, all you need is good sound, good picture. I saw this at the Philadelphia Film Center, formerly known as the Prince uh, on mm-hmm. uh, on what 15th and Chestnut. I love seeing movies there, although they they have a tear in the screen. You know, it's oh, that no. like old school John. I'm mean, like it's a beautiful environment. But they do need to they need to fix that screen. But this movie, you know, the movie is so strong. The the it, the whole thing is such a good experience that I did not focus on that as soon as we were, you know, fifteen minutes into the film. You know what I mean? Right. Uh but it was great. We got to see it on Thursday night because I know the movie properly comes out on Friday. Mm-hmm. And so we got mm-hmm. to see it, you know, as early as possible. And we have yes. been Fighting for this time because I mean, literally, fighting in some cases, if you log online, you are always mm-hmm. putting yourself at risk. Members of the Blackout right. congregation, you understand like a lot going into dodging and evading spoilers from this for movie sure. in particular. And so, I finally, I'm so happy that I don't have to stress about that. I don't have another movie like that for a little while. Where I feel like right. I need to dodge things, even with the Matrix, people could some, someone could tell me what's going to happen in Matrix Resurrections. Anything can happen. It's a Wachowski and you're movie. You're still not going to understand. Yeah, happened. it wouldn't make any sense whether I know going <laughs> into still it or not. not. Get it. They'd be like, "Look, Neo turns into a dog in this one." I'd be like, yeah, sounds right." John so, Wick is in this. <laughs> it's possible. So uh, yeah, this I'm very excited that we're on the other side of this. Uh, I'm very excited generally. I mean, I'm, I said it. This movie feels a bit like a miracle. It shouldn't work. Mm. But I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: So uh, we talk about gut reactions on this, and yeah. the gut reaction is that moment when you come out of the theater and you're either sitting, either you're sitting in your seat, um, and you're kind of talking amongst your friends. oftentimes when you come out of the theater and you're talking amongst the people you went to the movie with. And you have that moment where people kind of look at each other and go, so what'd you think? Yeah. So that's our gut reaction. So Adam, do you remember what your gut reactions were after watching this? Yes. Well, my my gut reaction is a big
1: spoiler about the post-credit scene because it was the thing that I was immediately commenting on. And okay. the, I think we can just say outright the post, post all the way at the end of the credits. How dare you leave yeah. before the credits are done? Yeah, scene. What's wrong with you? Yeah, uh, is a we're, trailer we're past, for past Doctor Strange: now. Multiverse of Madness, and that was what I was was focused on. I was excited about that because I think it's the first time we've gotten like a proper trailer at the very end, as opposed to you know a build up or a big tease or something iconic that yeah. alludes to a character. Uh, but my my gut reaction was, uh, it, I'm amazed that they made this movie work. It, you know, when we talk about Endgame, we talk about 10, what, 11 years more of right. MCU right. properties of the movies connecting to one another, and it is a game that Marvel plays that only they can pull off, it seems, to make that stuff all fit together, to make it feel that rewarding, and for you and I, not to say that that's a flaw. You need to know too much. You gotta go into this having known too much or see too much. You know, it's It's a steep hill to climb if you're joining late. But they yeah. make it work, and it sings. It's beautiful. This ups the ante somehow. Because now we're going all the way back before Iron Man 1. We're going yes. all the way back to before MCU. Yeah. We're, we're going to Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. And that is... Not just that, but it's also pulling in the Andrew Garfield movies, which I think all of us collectively rolled our eyes at, you know, the the kind of naked ambition for Sony to just make sure they don't lose ownership of mm-hmm. Spider-Man, the cinematic rights to Spider-Man. And so those movies are not as beloved, but they have a lot of strengths and they have a lot of positives to talk about too. And the thing that really blew me away is not just incorporating those movies the, those, those years, all that information, that, that, that fandom, but doing so in a way that is A, loving, and B, with a, a, a notion of repairing the stuff that didn't work the first time. Mm-hmm. And that's unique. Because usually when we see reboots and nostalgia dipping, you know, it's like, you know, they just pull stuff in. They're like, you remember this, remember this, remember this. But in this one, it is having a conversation with the fans and with the franchise itself and saying, you remember how this didn't work? We're we're, going to tweak it like this, change it Mm -hmm. a little bit right here. And that felt pretty incredible. I, I was really blown away by this movie. I was very impressed on like a technical storytelling basis, I was very impressed. That was my gut reaction. That's what I was feeling. That and Shuma Gorath. I was like, y'all got Shuma Gorath? (laughs) (laughs) Right. How about you? What's yours? What's
0: your gut reaction? My gut reaction in the beginning of the movie, throughout the movie, to the end of the movie, was this. I am a child. (laughs) I am a child. You're saying this positively, not... Uh, positively. Yeah, not This is negatively. not derogatory in any way, shape, or form. I'm watching this movie, and I am going, not like, oh, you're childish, mm-hmm. or, oh, you're being a, quit acting, act your age. You know, mm-hmm. not that kind of thing. Childlike like, wonder. I have been transported mm-hmm. back to a level of childlike happiness. Mm -hmm. yeah and joy yeah in this movie and after i finished watching that movie i was just like wow i this is childlike happiness yeah like that's it that's Mm -hmm. that's the feeling that's the emotion that was kind of with me and staying with me and i was just like this this is like genuinely thankful yeah and you know what, man? I was just like, "This is genuine." Like, Lord, thank you for the for the for providing the happiness of story. Mm-hmm. Just like sometimes we take for granted the happiness that we receive from storytelling mm-hmm. and the the development of technology and the development of. You know CG, and we can complain and fuss, and that wasn't the his suit's not that color, and and that character was originally white. They're not black, you know stuff yeah. like that. And oh yeah. Oh course. man, it's not supposed to be this way. But there's every now and then when Cat picks up that hammer, you're just like, I'm just so thankful for this emotion I'm feeling yeah. that I could not. Co- it's like a dopamine hit that I couldn't go make happen. I I, I have no control over that. Yeah, you know, someone else has to do something and provide that for me. Yeah, it's like I said the first time I watched Saw, and I was like, "What?" Like you're searching for that moment again. You watch Sixth Sense, and you're like, "What?" Like those moments in the movies are. Cat picks up that ham, and you go, "Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I I can't believe what I'm watching." When it works,
1: when it works, it it connects with a, a sense of 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 you were I mean, this sounds so ridiculous, but it it, no, connects it in a very no, soulful way. I say that because, yes. you know, I'm I'm thinking of the movie Split, for example, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't even care passionately. Oh. I did not care passionately about Unbreakable, but I right. was very overwhelmed in a positive way to see someone yes. had done something so special that I have not seen before in a film. And it right. connects in a soulful way, way that says, you are connected to a past version of yourself. We are giving you this gift of recreation when a movie makes you think in interesting patterns and it says... It's almost as though the, the filmmakers are saying, we trust that you can deal with this, and you're mm-hmm. going to be you know, changed a little bit when you get out of the picture. It is, it is a very uh, unique, transcendent experience, and uh, I think this movie has a lot of that. I think this movie also has some parts where it's, it was aiming for that for me. But uh, I can see the formula a little bit, so I felt like my, my heartstrings were being played, you know? Okay. Because sometimes if you, can, if you can see the math that is making that stuff work, it's almost like uh, when you're at Disney World and you're out on a park ride and you see the animatronics, and it's like, wow, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. But if you just look at the back of the animatronic and it's like, you know, a piston, and wires, and you're like, oh, this is right. weird, you know? So I think this, this movie more than most, uh, it, it really achieves... And succeeds in that that transcendent experience. Uh, very rarely did sometimes I feel like I saw the wires that were animating it in the back. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, there a it's a special moments. feeling. It's a very special feeling.
0: Yeah, there are a couple moments <clears throat> in in this movie where the emotions for it was it was really emotional in a in a lot of different times. There were some moments where there was st- there were things happening on the screen. That it was like, it like the 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 uh, what's the word like the, the it's also, it was almost like stimulus overload yeah where I almost felt like teary eyed not because something was sad was happening yeah. but it's just like that is that's that's Matt Murdock from, like wait yeah. wait wait a minute like yeah. that's okay I wanna, so, I,
1: I really want to talk about some of those moments because I know exactly yeah. what you were describing and Matt Murdock yeah. was the was one of the well, big ones for me
0: yeah. It's like, that's Matt Murdock from Daredevil. He's dressed like the Matt Murdock from Daredevil, and he's Peter's lawyer. Yeah. So, are they connect? Is it connecting? Are they connecting it? And then he catches the brick. And as I'm thinking, I'm processing, and then he catches the brick in Peter's hands, and I'm just going, I, I was like, I'm a child. I'm, yeah. This is like little kid kind of stuff. It's and a treatment. When all of the Spider Men were on the screen and they're on top of the thing and you, they got the the silhouette, I was like, I'm I'm overwhelmed with emotion right now. I don't even yeah. know. It's just happening to me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's there's a lot of moments like that, and I was like, I'm just so thankful that you guys give a like I I almost want to shake these people's hands and I'm like I am so thankful that you guys give a shit about this enough yeah yeah to 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 care about this enough to craft this story and present it and plate it and organize instruction in such a way that I'm sitting here misty-eyed mm-hmm. because three dudes are in blue and red spandex suits. Mm-hmm. But it's not about that. Like we say from from day one of Comic Book Junto, like this is epitome of what Comic Book Junto was about from the beginning. When we used to be like, no, you guys should take these stories seriously as literature, mm-hmm. you know, as as story. like. It doesn't matter that these are based on air-quote comic books. The story is moving. Last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to let you take it. That moment, and I know we're jumping around a lot, but that moment when Zendaya MJ is falling and Peter One, Tom Holland, jumps down and Green <sighs> Goblin swoops by, yeah, and then Andrew Garfield goes after her and catches her, That's I could so have huge. melted. Yeah. That, you see yeah. him... His just his face is just like the, the performance was spot. And it was a couple seconds. He's like, Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And, and MJ's like, you good? Cause yeah. she doesn't, because her character doesn't know. But the audience, we understand what that meant to him. Yeah. He's like, I finally did it. And I'm sitting here, like, literally about to just boil over with emotion. Cause I'm like, Again, like, thank you for caring. Those are the kinds of things
1: that that's why I think this movie is really special. It, it walks a unique line in that it wants to bring these characters and these ideas and storylines like that Gwen Stacy fall in from the past, from another universe, from another movie series. When we were younger, whether we cared or not. And pull right. it into the future. And it's not enough to just acknowledge it. I think of I think part of the reason why we're so grateful for this movie is because we know what it looks like when this does not work. We know what for it looks sure. like when it doesn't come together with love. It looks like one of the Simon Kinberg X Men movies. Well, yeah. you know, it looks like um uh, what was it? Was it Apocalypse, X Men Apocalypse, where, you know, the two girders, X Men? Yeah. <laughs> the two girders. You know, that's the one where they like, re- you remember the suit, you remember Storm with the mohawk and the white hair, you remember this, remember that, and they, they serve it up, but there's no love there. There's no, it feels like it is outside mm-hmm. of, of, of any mm-hmm. meaningful context. Here, we get to see Andrew Garfield reclaim a role that people weren't even excited about. Like, those movies yeah. are not highly regarded, but we know what happened, and we know that he doesn't get to save Gwen, and it breaks him, and we get to see him get a second opportunity in the exact same circumstance, and he, he succeeds, and on the power of that story, it is in conversation with itself and saying, can you imagine how this man feels being able mm. to actually do that? Feeling like, yeah. you know, you'll never be able to bring Gwen back. But you you made sure that this didn't happen again. You you redeemed yourself in a certain way. You proved that you can, and that seeing Andrew yeah. Garfield he's a powerful actor. He plays it, I think, in really yes powerful, subtle ways. For him standing there in the suit and he's holding MJ, and who knows what's happening with the Statue of Liberty beho- behind him, and he's right. tearing up. He's choked up like, oh my god, I, I you know, I'm not a piece of shit. You know, I I can save yeah. people. I, yeah. He, it communicates so much and I am very, I was so impressed with moments like that. My crowd went apeshit. Absolutely. You know, because we, we know. We know. Yes. And it's telegraphed in such a special way. And, I, you know, big. that's a big moment that meant a lot to me. Another really big moment, I did, didn't get the same pop, but the way they treated uh, Willem Dafoe and his performance of Green Goblin, mm. I found very special. The yeah. costume, the the way that they gave him the purple yeah. hood, the way yeah. that they let him be who he is. Willem Dafoe has like, you know, right. his face is made out of rubber. He just moves that thing around. He has like kind of goblin features, the grin, his, his angular face, and the yeah. fact that they let him discard the mask. We talked about this on a previous episode. I said, how are they going to do this? Because the mask looks kind of ridiculous. You know, like, mm-hmm. I appreciate mm-hmm. the design- and the intention, but it hides a very powerful actor from doing what he does well, and uh, I was curious how they would address it, and I felt like this was in conversation with the fans, they're saying, we're going to give Electro the mask, you know, the shock mask, we're going to give Green Goblin the hood, we're going to, you know, fix some of these issues, and I, yeah, it just felt like a really interesting interplay, not just a movie, but an interplay between fans and fandom. And that's what makes this special. It wasn't made in a vacuum just to make money. And it will make unbelievable oh, money.
0: a billion. But a billy.
1: It, 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 was, it was made in conversation with people who really care a lot about it. And that's pretty unique, man. You know, We know that the MCU, in, in large part, is designed by fan reactions. Oh, people like this, five years mm-hmm. later, we make sure we capitalize on that. But this one felt like a very pure I, I know this is an overused sentiment, but that love letter, you know, the sentiment, it's like, this it's is not over. The, we've been having a dialogue here, and
0: this is the culmination of the dialogue. <clears throat> Let me say something 2022. Yeah. Okay. I'm not apologizing for my fandom anymore. You know what I'm saying? Shh, okay. Like, we've been doing Kampo Junto for 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. From day one of this comic book Junto podcast, it was always about, no, this stuff is just as important as the Iliad. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I mean, fill in the blank with, like we said, literature, like Mm -hmm. whatever. It's like, this stuff is just the same as anything else, Mm -hmm. you know? And it is a love letter. It is. Like, this is important like the the your future president will have watched these movies <laughs> you know what i'm saying and will and we'll have cried when captain america picked up the hammer like that's for it re- like sure. you know what i'm saying like 20, that's the reality of what it is. now
1: when they're campaigning and they're like uh uh mr just Arfabius like when, uh, Newman,
0: uh, captain uh, america picked up that hammer and slapped the hell out of Thanos." <laughs> With the that, presidential uh, debate, y'all remember that? They're like, uh, <laughs> he hit him, didn't
1: he? <laughs> uh, Man, Mr. that combo Newman, was crazy. I remember uh, crying final, in the
0: final question. Hey, for shut you. up! I'm trying to figure this out. We yeah, want to, uh, we want to uh, have a
1: conversation with you, of course. About uh, I want to talk about Israel it- okay? and Palestine. But uh, first up, well, hot what I'm take trying on to the Spider-Man me, movies. You, Can you go I'm ahead and provide pick up a hot that take?
0: Hammer, just like <laughs> just like. I want to know. I want
1: to know how we're going to get those hot takes out. I want to know what people think. uh uh, sir uh before we you know cast our votes uh, what's your spider-man movie ranking (laughs) and he'd be like oh i have strong opinions on that as a matter of fact
0: and they're gonna have something like uh uh which who's your favorite spider-man uh i always liked uh uh what's his name uh miles rodriguez oh no (laughs) that's how you know the, the 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 black one. No you, <laughs> you'll know that he's faking. He's like, uh, the the one that's uh the, the, the one that's from the city, you know, the the city one. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. Love that suit. I loved his suit. <laughs> the red and blue. Oh my gosh. A little black in there too. Yeah. He's the yeah. best. It's uh this is an interesting
1: movie to talk about. I, I will say, you know, you say twenty twenty two, you will not apologize for your fandom. I, I respect that. I will offer that not all of fandom or my fandom is good. It's not all good. Hmm. Uh, okay. So I am willing to grapple with that. Because I, mm-hmm. I I feel like the dark side. Like the Sith. There is an hmm. allure to being Where upset over here? things when they don't go how I want them. Okay. And I have to constantly keep myself in check. And sometimes I can. And often I can't. And a Great example is Cowboy my Bebop. feelings toward the live-action Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <I'm>, you know, <laughs> look, if, if, I'm, yeah. if I'm just going to keep my fandom in check, there are parts of it right. that I, I cannot deal with, and I can tell you objectively how I feel about that and explain it in a neutral mm-hmm. sense. And then there are parts of it that just bother me in a very deeply personal way, and, you know, that is what it is. That's not all good. And so they're right, right. I can see when I say I see the mechanisms working for some of the nostalgic, for some of the the components of a movie like this, you know, I can see some of them working. And we'll we'll have to talk a little bit about this, but I really enjoyed Spider-Man No Way Home, but not as much as I thought I would. And okay. I've been I've been grappling a little bit with that. And thinking about what 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 are the missing pieces? What what is it? I'm not sure, and and I'm excited for the conversation
0: that we're having now. I want to hear about that because, of course, you always have, you know. Well, first of all, not always. We have had our fair share of disappointments (laughs) in TV shows and movies and yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. but um even in things that you just want to run up to and hug you know what i mean like if this movie was a movie bo- if this movie was a person i'd love to i would just want i just want to shake your hand yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um there's other also things you're like i mean if you're asking i would have liked to see this but i think for this there's like 98 percent of things that i loved yeah and i think man as I'm getting older and as I am living more and watching more and more movies, I think my critical eye is growing, but I'm also just really allowing myself to go on the ride with the movie more. Enjoy stuff. So You, yeah. you got to really jolt me out of it sometimes to be like, all right, I'm struggling with the narrative here. Mm-hmm. But this movie did so much stuff right. Um, that, But there is there is there's not much that I really have to, not many nits I have to pick. Yeah, But- um, one of my favorite moments in the movie, I want to talk about that. One of my favorite things about this movie were not really the fight scenes while well, the fight scenes were great. You know what I'm saying? There's Definitely, a lot yeah. of really great fight scenes. Uh-huh. Um, but one of my favorite things about this movie was Peter 1, Peter 2, and Peter 3 just talking. Yes, yeah. And just the meta, if you know, you know, esoteric, kind of like so does hey, the web ever, come out of other yeah, places webs come out of, it's like you guys making fun of me it's like no yeah. it's just we're not making fun he just doesn't he can't do that so right. obviously we're curious who's the but craziest, craziest guy blockage? you've gone up
1: against right you know uh, right actually uh, I I an alien. Oh, i've never fought an alien i fought a dude in a rhinoceros suit i want to fight right. an alien yeah th- some of those things <laughs> that was that was really
0: enjoyable I i'm love an avenger that, yeah.
1: that's great What's an event? What is that?
0: (laughs) How is this helping? Like I it's and it's just it's that is really the stuff that did it for me, man. Like the moment where he's like, um, man, you guys are awesome. I just photo he's like, hey, wait, hold on. Let's 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 deal with the self-talk. Like, you're amazing. He's the amazing Spider-Man movies, but we all collectively Kind of like the storyline is, like that is the weakest of all of them, mm-hmm. and him going like, "No, you're amazing. Yeah. Can you say it? Can you, yeah. can you say that? Can, will, you, will you say it about yourself? Well, I need to hear that. You're right. Like all of that stuff, and just seeing how Toby Maguire, Spider-Man, and this is that point I was talking about, I was telling you about before, when kind of like redeemed. Not redeemed, but kind of like fixed or cured Doc Ock goes, dear boy, how have you been? And he goes, trying to do better. Mm. I was like, I felt that. Like as a man of my age, where I am in life, and seeing him as as the older, maybe like mid-40s Spider-Man, he's talking about, yeah, man, you know, like... I had an issue with my friend, you know. Uh, it's complicated, but we worked it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this, that, and the other thing. His friend died, and Doc. He's like, "How are you?" He's like, "He didn't go great, or awesome, or terrible." Man, so he's like, "Man, even in Spider Man, I might be 45 years old, but day by day, trying to do better." Yeah, I was like, I, "Yo, that moment." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's that a moment. Really, that's a very for you powerful Wow.
1: Yeah. I felt I feel you. Yeah. I, I think feel you. I think this movie follows that philosophy and and something that I I found very intriguing is that that you know the conflict is they make this spell go awry, they pull in all mm-hmm. of the villains who have known Spider-Man's identity from other worlds yeah. and we could very easily say, all right, well, get rid of them. Just Get kill them, send them back. I don't care yeah. how you do it. Just dispatch with the baddies. And the 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 backbone of this movie, and the backbone of this Peter Parker, of this Spider Man, and this generation is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna kill them. Spider Man has never done that. That's not his thing. Right. But yeah. uh, I am, I'm going to try as hard as I can to make things better for them. These, are, these mm-hmm. are men. These are people. These are uh, uh, folks who have families, loved ones, regrets, right. uh, you know? And, and this is an opportunity, a rare opportunity for me to see if I can send them back to do better. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a really unique and surprising philosophical backbone to this movie that I did not see coming. You know, it is not, yeah. it's not shocking that that would be this Peter Parker, Tom Holland's Peter Parker's view on things. But for the, the movie to use that as a mechanism to say, yeah, but what if you could cure them? What if you sent them back and things were going to be okay? I didn't see that coming. And I think, you know, yeah. that's very cool. You know, that I really, mm-hmm. I really like that. That seems like a, um, like a, I, I don't know how to say it without it being Can I give inflated a to too it? much. What's that?
0: Yeah. It's a revision of with great power must also come great responsibility. Definitely. absolutely. It's not the one we've always known. It's a new take on what does that mean for this Peter Parker in the MCU? Yeah. Because it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like you got these powers. You got to go out there and fight crime. And MJ even says it. He's like, young man, you know, Doc Ock is like, you could have sent him back. You could have killed us all. Why do you do that? And And MJ answers for him. Because that's not who he is.
1: That's not who he is. Yeah. And the
0: and the movie goes silent and just lets you just lets that weight thunk yeah. and hit and feel. And it's like, yeah, that that's it, the answer is as simple as that. Because that's not who he is. And then but, yeah. towards the end of the movie, if I may, do you mind if I continue with this this no, thought? Please,
1: real quick? Well, I wish you would. I,
0: I I love that old man Parker. You know, old man Peter. You know, Tom Holland sees. Tom I mean o- old man uh Toby right mm-hmm. sees Tom Holland getting ready to just go to the dark side yeah. and when he swoops in and goes and grabs that glider and he doesn't scream Argh! he's just so firm in his v- he's looking him dead in his eye you can tell he's physically resisting him yeah Spider-Man versus Spider-Man but the the intensity and focus of him to catch eye contact and basically non-verbally go that's not who you are yeah and i'm not gonna let you yeah because he said from the beginning i just got this feeling that remember he's like i got this feeling that he needs me and he did need him in that moment like he needed him to swoop in and go no young man right no i know what you're feeling trust me i know you may not want to hear it I can't let you do this because there's no coming yeah. back
1: from this. Really smart. This this is a shout out to, uh, you know, the writers uh, on this movie. Really smart for uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man to say nothing. Uh, all, yes. All of the communication, all of the message with his face, with his eye yes. contact. It was, uh, it's all right. I love you. It's you don't have to do this. I've been there. He's Mm -hmm. wrestling with himself. Mm -hmm. He's trying to right Mm -hmm. his own wrongs. That, again, in conversation Mm -hmm. with the fans and with the franchise, you know, these are Spider-Mans that are fixing things that they, they wish they could have fixed. Yeah. And that is a very unique take. And they're fixing the their, their nemeses. They're, they're making, they're righting wrongs. Mm-hmm. And they still, you know, this is not all sterilized and, and uh, you know, uh, happy-go-lucky and, and warm, fuzzy feelings. There's still great loss. I, I don't know how your theater felt, but when we lost Aunt May, I mean, I heard, mm-hmm. I heard quivering lips. I heard, no, 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 from people in the theater. You know, people were yeah. not feeling that. I think that comes out of nowhere, but it also feels poetic and justified, and that's hard. It is a loss that feels tragic and sudden and painful, but all all of those things wrap into this is a part of Spider-Man. This is the Mm -hmm. legend, unfortunately, as we understand it. And so, you know, this is not a, a sterilized PC culture film where they're saying, maybe we should just hear him out. We should talk our problems out. There's still a lot of pain. There's still a lot of conflict yeah. and friction yeah. and to have people who have screwed up in the past come in from the past and, and guide the new mm-hmm. one, the young one. I, you know, mm-hmm. it sends
0: a really powerful message. And what an amazing opportunity. Like we talk about, man, if I could go, if I could go back in time mm. and have that moment with myself yeah. and look myself in the eye and go, Hey, Hey, listen, I know. I know you don't want to hear it. I know, kid, this ain't it. Yeah. I totally understand. Like, I know you want to kill him. Mm -hmm. I know. But trust me, I'm 20 years down the line. No, you don't.
1: Yeah. yeah. This is
0: going to change you forever. I've lived it, you know? Certainly. And you're right. It's an amazing moment to go, I can imagine the writer's room. He should say, don't do it. And somebody's like, no, no, no. You should say nothing. Just Key. look that young man in the face and be like, I, I it's, al- it's almost like, it's almost like, like the way it feels, it's almost like he, he held him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Held him and mm-hmm. was like, I feel, let me take, like, he was like trying to hold the pain for him, like, right. I got it, I got you. And then when he stabs him, I was like, oh my God, I was like, oh my God, no, no. That was, you know, I'm
1: really glad that 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 was was jarring that they did that. But it was
0: very jarring. And
1: it shows, you know, you you, you make this decision to trust, to literally put your back to the person who's been attacking you all this time and years in the past. Uh, And you might pay for that decision, Mm -hmm. and you do. But I'm also glad that that happened because he says... Yeah, you know, I've been stabbed before. You know, he's Spider Man. Like <laughs> Hilarious. of course. Of course. This is not the end. In many right. movies, this would be the right. end of a character. But he's Spider Man. Come on. He gets his ass kicked on the regular. Regularly. It's part it's of the job, does. unfortunately. Um, and then they have that hug and Andrew Garfield's like, You yeah, you're hurting real bad, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I'm glad this that they can not look it. I just got stabbed. He's hugs me crazy. Yeah. It's spider strength. Right, he broke my ribs. I'm I'm really glad that they,
1: you know, we got to see this version, these versions of these characters, and also I, I do want to say uh, a shout out to guys like uh, Alfred Molina, to Willem Dafoe, Oof, uh, even yeah. Jamie Fox is out here doing work. Um, who's my guy who plays Sandman, Flint Marco. He's doing great stuff. Yeah, right. The villains coming in and getting to do what they do is is terrific mm-hmm. because if if there's a complaint that I have about the the Spider-Man movies now is that the the villains are a little less cartoonish sometimes in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, they're a little more rooted in something, and it works for the universe. But right. I'll tell you, nobody nobody just chews on lines like Alfred Molina is just he's a cartoon character. He's yes. big. Those yes. Sam Raimi characters are big, and there's sure. something so fun about well, having this them embarrassment,
0: back. never in. Don't yeah. you dare touch me! Get your hands off love me! Love. I was like, that dude is going for
1: it. Yeah, love. This. I love it. And seeing them back and doing that again. Willem Dafoe, you know, shows that weakness. He hobbles mm-hmm. into feast, and he needs help, and he's confused. I was sad for him. And he he acted that he earned my sympathy. Yeah, but I know yeah. better. He's Green Goblin, you know. I, right, good stuff, man. I was I was having a blast just watching them play. Yeah.
0: You raised a great point. Uh, one of the things that I did like is that they allowed the Sam Raimi villains to be the comic book characters they were in the older version. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they allowed them to be the same way they were. Yeah, like. Doc Ock is clearly from a different universe, like all the lines he's delivering. Mm -hmm. I should have killed your girlfriend when I had the chance. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? The whole thing, like just this this whole like belittling, talking down to him. You boy, you, you know, how dare you don't touch me? All that kind of stuff. Sure. And, you know, like you said, Green Goblin, he's almost like I, I was thinking like. He's almost like a Joker-Batman kind of relationship. Big time. It's kind of like, kill me, kill me, kill yeah. me, do it, do it, do it. It's like, I was kind of like, what's your point? Like, what's the... That was something I was like, what's what's Goblin's point? What is he trying to do? Is he trying to make him turn bad? I mean, is it's, it's not just the
1: color scheme they have in common. You know, he's, he's green and purple. Joker's green and purple. Like, this yeah. is... It's, it feels like a very classic antagonist. If Spider-Man is put together and trying to keep it ordered, this is a, uh, uh, an individual who has actually lost his mm-hmm. mind and order no mm-hmm. longer exists within his world. And, uh, you know, I, I was really happy to see that classic costume nod. I, I was really happy to see him just going off Willem Dafoe, just going right. ham, you know, right. and that's, you know, some, there's a lot of fun to be had there. I uh, I feel for my boy who plays Lizard because he doesn't have much to do. <laughs> he's just kind of like, hanging. But you know, I think they made <laughs> right. Lizard look better than he did in the original Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, Lizard is one of my all-time favorite uh, Spider-Man villains, and so I had always felt like they did him dirty in the first mm-hmm. Amazing. But uh, yeah, I liked him. I like him being in this. I think that was pretty cool. I was hoping they would do something where they would dress his costume a little bit. The fact that he spe- he's he, he, he's supposed to wear a lab yeah. coat. There's like a werewolf <laughs> right, quality right. to him, you know? And I like that werewolf quality and they didn't draw that back in, but that's not a part of the, the Andrew Garfield universe, so it is what it is. Um, yeah, I was, I was yeah. very satisfied as far as this goes. I will say, let's pivot here. One of the things that left me a little empty, this movie is not a normal movie. It is not your okay. average, uh, you know, uh, beginning, middle, end movie. This is not your average, uh, introduced to a threat, deal with the threat, happy conclusion. There are so many aspects, dimensions, literally and figuratively that make yeah. this movie that I found that, uh, it's, it's really all over the place in terms of the like, typical movie pacing. And I think one of the reasons why I was feeling kind of, uh, uh, I don't know if the word is let down. I'm clearly very satisfied with this flick, but like it is not, it's not a traditional deal with an enemy and put the enemy down. So this doesn't mm-hmm. have like your one villain. The, the, the villain is himself in some way. You know, like the, the bad guy in the movie is, is obviously the five uh, monster people, well, <clears> but like the theme stated. Yeah, it's it's grappling with yourself and who you are, and then the end result being, you know, how much would you sacrifice? You know, would you take away all of this love and affection and, mm-hmm. and relationships in order to make make sure that people were safe? Um, right. So it's it's interesting because it is it is not traditional in any way, and I don't think you can just yeah. walk into this movie and enjoy it. I think it would be no.
0: incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah, if you if you don't have some kind of background, I mean, because you literally need to. One, two, three, four, four, maybe five different cinematic universes have just combined into one. Yeah. Netflix, Tom Holland, Netflix, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, MCU. Technically Venom, versus- Venom as
1: well. Although that's,
0: that was, yeah. a, I would call that a low light. I was feeling like, no, what are we doing here? But yeah, you've got to you got to have like because if you haven't seen those, you're going to be like, "Who's that? Yeah, what's that?"
1: It would all be pretty meaningless.
0: Mm -hmm. But I I I loved it. Uh, I will say, if you're talking about like the theme, I feel like the theme was stated on two different occasions. Mm -hmm. Um, One is when Doctor Strange is like, "The problem is you. You keep trying to live two lives. Mm -hmm. Like that's it." And how how does the movie end with him living one. Yeah. I am Spider-Man and nobody knows. You want Peter Parker to have the Peter Parker life and you want Spider-Man at the Spider-Man life and you want them to be separate, but together. And you've now basically put the entire universe in jeopardy, the whole multiverse in jeopardy because you want to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. And at the end of it, he's like, you know what? Let's just do a do over. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just make it so literally scorch earth Peter Parker. Yeah. You know, just like get rid of them all together. So that's Mm -hmm. the first thing. And I think the second thing, the lizard says it twice. He's like, when you try to change people, you get negative consequences. Mm. And then when he's fighting Goblin, he grabs him and throws him back in the building and goes, I told you, Peter, Mm -hmm. if you try to change people or fix people, if you try to fix people, it usually doesn't go well in so many words. So I think those are the two things. Mm. One, it's like, pick one bro you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you you gotta own, basically own your choices you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah you want the whole you want me to change the whole universe because things are hard for you because of choices you made hey kid tough yeah this is life right we almost blew the whole world up because your friends can't get into college yeah that's a very kid angle to approach it from. Right. You didn't even call them up. (laughs) Right. You Like you can imagine a grown man and Dr. Strange is like, get the hell out of my house. (laughs) You mean to tell me I almost blew the world up and you didn't even make a phone call. (laughs) Oh, I I just, I figured that I couldn't. And it's like, you are 17, aren't you? Yeah. (sighs) You know, like (laughs) kids, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah, and then the naivete, naivete, but also the audacity to go, I can cure him, and the Peter Parker ness of the the, the Spider Man ness of it all, of like I can be, I can be the one who can do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But there's consequence. Basically, like 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 Goblin said, no good deed goes unpunished, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the Parker luck, you know, like like in the comics, Mm -hmm. like oh everything's going well, no, it's not, Peter. (laughs) No, it's not. You're Spider-Man. It never goes well for you. You never get a break.
1: Yeah, yeah. You you know, I think the one of the things that I like the most about this movie is, you know, those themes come to form the conclusion where uh, Peter has to make a decision about who he's going to be and how he's going to operate, Mm -hmm. and it introduces the opportunity for him to reverse some things. You know, he wanted to have his cake and eat it too, and it's clearly created this mess, a multidimensional mess, and it's also really messed with the lives of people he loves. And he has an opportunity to reset those things and do it differently. And two things end up happening. One, you know, those people no longer know who he is, which is an interesting sacrifice. And the question being, you know, are you going to reintroduce yourself? Will you live with them being away from you? How are you going to do things differently if you reintroduce yourself? Um, And that's that's a really interesting question to grapple with. But what we see is something that I've complained about a little bit in the past with the MCU Spider Man. MCU Spider Man has always been in the shadow of Tony. He's always been Tony's protege. He wears Tony's suits. When Tony died, he's like wearing Tony's glasses. He's trying. He's got the AI that he talks to and. For mm-hmm. me, as dope as it is to see new suits and new powers, my Spider-Man is a terrestrial hero. He saves yes. the neighborhood. Sometimes he goes to space and that's n- wild, but he is not an Avenger. He saves New York. He he gets mm-hmm. cats out of trees. He mm-hmm. like he has his own rogues gallery. And so the bigger the MCU gets, the higher the stakes, Thanos, the Snap, all that stuff, The the bigger we need Spider-Man to be. But it makes me miss classic Spider-Man. And when all this stuff resets in the conclusion of the movie, we get to see our Spidey in this universe wearing yeah. a classic suit, living in yes. a rundown little spot, and it's yep. a return to form. And for me, that is very hopeful, because that's the one I love. It's that guy. And if mm-hmm. we get all of these materials, Tom Holland and this world and all these stakes, Matt Murdock, and we put it back into classic, mm-hmm. that feels Mm -hmm. right. And then the big takeaway and my absolute favorite thing about this movie, Marvel movies teach audiences about mechanisms in comics. We teach people about, there are other people in the costume. Actually, you can change the timeline. There's another, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm but there's a multiverse. You know, we have to learn things that you and I, we read comics and this is just a given. Yeah. You know, we've been using these terms and concepts in a long time. This movie introduces a classic comic book convention, the retcon. Mm-hmm. When we I we know, can I use a different language too. Uh, just to, y- show sure. people, soft reboot. It is a soft reboot. Yes, and it, so I'll use I'll use retcon. You know, for for how it works in the comics. It when you try something that these comics have been running for a long time. Spider Man was made in the sixties, right? Yes, and so why doesn't Peter get? Old? Uh, Why is he dating different people? How come he does this? He goes to space. Mm -hmm, He does that. mm -hmm. You know, how do you make it all work? Well, in order to make it all work, sometimes some of these stories have to get tossed and you have to find a way. Hopefully, you find a narrative way to justify why you rewind time, why somebody doesn't remember this, why you get to retry. And that is a big comic book thing. And we know it, you know, whenever Marvel will say, yeah. It's the all new, all, uh, all different All special, Avengers. all different brand right. new day. You got to put a new paint job, you yeah. got to rebuild it, yeah. you got to tear the universe apart so you can make a new one. This is something that happens all the time because you hit a limit where suddenly, oop, this, the scale of the bad guy is too big and mm-hmm. we need to reset and retry. And this movie introduces the retcon. What if everybody forgets? What if you basically time travel? No one yeah. knows who you are anymore. All of the adventures you had still exist. They still count. But all of the circumstances resets. So you have to be a different kind of guy. And we're going to go on different adventures. And I was like, wow, I didn't know how they were going to bring this into the MCU because of the struggle is that we just fought Thanos. How do you make anything important now? Exactly and you and i had this conversation when we reviewed eternals. eternals doesn't seem to do the right thing cuz they're like you thought thanos was big, huh? well, nope. thanos ain't nothing <laughs> <They're> like <laughs> <Nope>. celestials <laughs> like, and it's like okay, hold on, hold on. too big, you undercut the stakes of so many other important things yes. for us. yes. and in this case, you get to hold on to all of that stuff and retry. and that feels like such a it feels like such a quintessential comic book thing and I didn't think it was possible to bring into the universe and they did and I'm impressed I'm really impressed. The MCU has yeah. figured out how to do something pretty difficult.
0: Yeah. Um it makes me think about <clears throat> one of the questions that I wrote down on our little rundown here is um what wh- what does this mean for the future of the M- MCU? One yeah. of the things that I think I see them doing is they are separating the mcu into more of the comic book classic states or like situations like hey this is your street level as we'll call it kingpin hawkeye daredevil spider-man you know people who wake up go to work live in an apartment go eat at the corner store have a job You know, and they have an alter ego in their neighborhood and in their town. They're dealing with things in the area where they live. They can't be all over the world, all over the planet, all over the place. Everybody can't do that. And what do we say about the Eternals? Okay, you're going to have to take them and take them somewhere else. Yeah, you got to take them away. Take them off of Earth Mm -hmm. because you can't have Celestials coming out of planet Earth and be like, also, Spider-Man's going to get a hot dog like that. Yeah. that don't go it, Those
1: things don't really fit. And I, I think yeah. sometimes this movie flirts with that a little bit because they had, oops, we tore open another dimension. There are guys from another world coming in. And in the next right. scene, Peter's like, I didn't get him to MIT. I
0: was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool because they have a Doctor Strange that was able to contain it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They yeah. wrote in a story and they have an, a, a super empowered person that you buy that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he cast the spell, which is like- this didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I contained it, I locked it down, I made it all go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> there was definitely something about Doctor Strange doing this stuff that is like, man, you're going to have to. I think so. Even with so Doctor Strange, right? We got the Doctor Strange and we've got the spiritual, magical side with Wanda and Wong, and now ned can use a sling ring in two seconds by flicking his finger yeah, it, like a yeah. shoulder shrug which is Look kind of ned weird go. like all right i like you it. know i mean explain that to me but you know sure yeah we had to watch uh dr strange you
1: know what practice for years yeah Bear Mordo practice and ned for just kind of makes a weird hand gesture and- <laughs> <laughs> in fairness you know they don't let him master it quick you know he screws up pretty hard right. late
0: but uh but yeah. his grandma told him, he's like, yeah, t- my grandma told me we have magic in our family and I got tingles in my fingers. He's like, see, <laughs> you know, see a physician. He's like, turns out I got that thing. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Big, 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 uh, big win for Filipino fans everywhere. You know, Ned was,
0: he wearing the cloak late in the movie. You know? Right. Cloak of levitation. And also <laughs> Spider-Man with the cloak of levitation on that moment. Yeah. You yeah notice how I like that thing we're too because- talking about.
1: We, there was an early scene, or it reminded me of Spider-Verse, where Miles right. was saying, can I get a cape? <laughs> you know, we, we yeah, got to yeah, see yeah. Uh, Spidey with the cape. Actually, there, I think there's a, uh, a scene in Spider-Verse where we're looking at all the Spider-Man suits, and one of them mm-hmm. has the cape. Yep. And but also this, the What if, know, if episode. Yeah, yeah. So this,
0: that was pretty cool to tie all those things together. Yeah. Right. Um, so <clears throat> let me ask you a question. Yes. We have three Uh Spider-Mans in one movie. Yeah. Who is your favorite Spider-Man in this
1: movie? That's really hard. You know, I feel like the obvious answer and the easiest answer is to say Tom Holland, because Tom Holland has been doing great stuff. I really like these movies. I'm a big fan. They're consistently, movie to movie and appearance to appearance, better than Spider-Man Sam Raimi, which is less consistent, and Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. even consistent. It doesn't even rank. Um, but I found that I had way more affection than I expected for Andrew Garfield. There it is. I was very surprised yes. by myself because those movies don't rank high for me, although you and I have talked about them. There are a lot of things that really do work. Yeah. You know, they, they had great yeah. elements, namely the chemistry between Gwen Stacy and Peter in those films is great. The way he moves is great. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I was very surprised, really surprised that I had, I I loved Andrew Garfield in this movie. I thought he was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So I'm, I'm got, I am got to give it to him because he's kind of the underdog. Tom Holland is a given. And Tobey Maguire, it's great to see him looking less corny, looking well-aged,
0: you know, doing his thing. But uh, mm-hmm. I was really impressed. I got to give it to Garfield. How about you? I got to... Th- yeah, I gotta say Andrew Garfield. I mean Tom Holland killed it. He did a great job, of course. But I think that kind of like the I forget what what the like what their award would give like most improved or yeah you know yes yes, like yes that yeah, kind right. of thing. Uh-huh. Like man, when Andrew Garfield comes on the screen, I'm just like. So first of all, I rewatched those two movies, the, Sp- yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man. I will say this: Andrew Garfield Spider-Man has the most swagger. He does. I mean, like, he was doing kickflips, man. <laughs> yeah, even the way he thwips, and I thought thwips like his, his webbing, and they brought it into this movie when he webbed up the um, lizard. He kind of flicks his hand. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of, like he's snapping his fingers, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. He kind of flicks, flicks him away like from his hip. Yeah. And like nobody else does it like that. And I'm glad they allowed him to do they're much more intentional. Like mm-hmm. it's very pronounced. I'm stretching my hand forward and I'm shooting the web and I'm like shooting a gun at you. And the way he moves and the way he interacts and he, you know, proof you're Spider-Man. He jumps up and touches and is like, dude climb around. He's like, No, I'm not gonna climb around. Yeah. Let, he's let do cool. some more. This is enough. Please stop throwing bread at me. <laughs> you know, you're in, are you in a band? You're in a band? Like yeah. Like, all of that stuff, he was just so charming. His Peter Parker was, like, very kind of funny and quippy and sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, yo, man, you, he's really, he's really kind of stealing some of these scenes right now. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was really carrying some of that stuff. I agree. So I thought that was dope. And they all, did you see the Spider-Man pointing meme moment? Uh, I don't, was this when they were getting confused about who Spider Man one and who Spider Man two? When Ned, yeah, where, no, where Ned was like, "Hey, Peter," and they all go, "Yeah, oh yeah," and they're all kind of pointing like, <laughs> "Like, well, Peter Parker, all oh, Peter yeah, Parker." You talking about him? You're talking about the, me, you, him, and they're all kind of pointing at each other. That's I was a like, really oh, good nice one. way to sneak that in there. You could almost miss it if you didn't. You know what I mean? You see that other Easter egg when
1: they started tearing open the the multiverse even worse at the near the end of the movie, and you see the silhouette of Scorpion and Rhino.
0: Yeah, I thought I even that, saw uh Craven. I'm not oh, sure if I saw Craven. Yeah,
1: I mean, I was scanning, I'm looking like who who's showing up here. But I th- the only ones that I really picked out was Rhino for sure and I was pretty sure Scorpion early on, mm-hmm. which would make mm-hmm. sense because those are the two bad guys we haven't seen that have appeared right. in, you know, earlier films too. Yeah. Technically New Goblin
0: and Venom, but you know, that's a whole other thing. New Goblin and mean Oh, so <laughs> Yeah. I remember being repulsed by New Goblin. <laughs> like, what even is that? What is New yeah, Goblin? I don't like that. I'm offended by that. Um, okay, where does this movie rank in Spider-Man movies to you? Uh, in the movies, um, I'm talking Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield.
1: You know what I want to say is that this is this is and Spider Verse also.
0: I think that's that counts too.
1: Okay, so if, if Spider Verse is involved, then everything. But everything has to be at least number 2 behind spider verse correct because i maintain correct. that spider verse is, is the greatest superhero movie and certainly the best spider man movie bar none um but i you know i think this goes really high up there real close to number 1 but the question for me and the challenge is you know can it be number 1 because it rides so deliberately on the coattails of all of the others like is it possible to hmm. supersede the ones that it is Making you remember, you know, remember how good these were. Yeah, you know that—that is the magic, that is the charm. And without those other movies, then this doesn't work. So it's a, it's an interesting question. I think, I think Spider-Man Two is still really high up there for me. I rewatched Spider-Man Two and the 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 train fight with Doc Ock, the bigness, the humor. It was. It was just a crazy time, and they were. It was an interesting movie, and it holds up, and I really enjoy it. So I think I would do Spider Verse, Spider Man Two, and then maybe No Way Home, and then I would scatter the rest of them after that. So Mm. it's
0: definitely in the top three. I think. I I mean, Spider Verse is number one for sure. But I, I think that this might be number three or two. What your? I think I might give it. Spider versus number one. Yeah, but what's, what would be your two if not No Way Home? Um, it would probably be Spider Man Two. Yeah, it's classic. But I I I mean, it might be recency bias, of course. Yeah. But I don't rank things off of like what about the box office sales? I'm talking about how do I feel? Yes. Yeah. You know, rewatchability. Like we always talk about the Karate Kid thing. If Karate Kid's on. The TV and I walk you by, I'm sitting down. It. I'm watching I'm watching Karate Kid. Yeah. You know, it's a, it is it is thing.
1: spiritual law, you know. You, you can't mess with it. You just have to watch it.
0: Yeah. Oh, y'all watching Karate Kid? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, you just sit down, <laughs> regardless of wherever it is, like, oh, let me just get into this. Your house is so, on fire. Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Karate Kid, is almost over. We're about to you know <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I think that the, the rewatchability is kind of what I'm going for and enjoyment. Yeah. yeah recency bias. We'll see how I feel next year when, uh, spider, spider man, spider man across the universe comes out. I still want to watch no way home, but I think I would want to watch no way home a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I am looking
1: forward to seeing this a second time. You know, I, like I had mentioned in, I, I really, really enjoyed this one, but for some reason it didn't hit me in the same way that I expected it to. And I'm not entirely sure why that is, or if it's because I am grappling with something that I've been curious about for a little while, which is, you know, what is the, what is the, the depth and length of tapping into nostalgia? How far can that go? You know, can, can that go badly? And what okay. I'm hearing about Matrix Resurrections is apparently that movie comments on nostalgia and tapping mm-hmm. into warm feelings toward things too. And that seems like something that the Matrix can and will do. But lots of movies are creating their own expanded shared universe space jam 2 man you know like lots of movies are (laughs) trying to do the spider verse they're trying to do that whole thing that ensemble thing and what started really fun and exciting is getting to a point now where i'm like ah it just kind of makes me feel empty a little bit because i i see you gunning for my dollars i see you trying to put things in do you like this remember this remember this ready player one Another example, I did not care for that. I
0: really liked that. Did I you? I think
1: we, we, yeah, we were, we split on that one. Yeah, yeah. Like but the nostalgia see, for me, I was, that like, didn't work yes. for me. And it like, I, but you know what's interesting is I, I enjoyed it. I was, I was feeling the adrenaline while I watched the movie in the theater, but the more time away from it, I was just feeling kind of like that's empty calories, you know? And uh, I liked No Way Home a lot, but mm-hmm. I think that conversation bubbles up for me is, you know, what, Will this ever stand on its own? Is that even possible? I'm not sure.
0: Well, speaking of which, I think that sets us up for the future of Spider-Man and the MCU. Because part of this is, it feels like this is the first Spider-Man movie we've ever got where it's a Spider-Man movie and Spider-Man fights Spider-Man villains and has Spider-Man stuff to deal with. That's right. They even had Spider-Man and Doctor Strange... Go one on one, and then basically just put Spider, put Doctor Strange in the mirror dimension, yeah. and he's like you stay over there. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. we're using you to get the multiverse open, and then we're just gonna throw you in a box mm-hmm. and say get out of here. Mm-hmm. This is now a Spider-Man movie. It's like this the first one, and then at the end with the soft reboot, like he made a suit inspired by Palpatine's Lego. You know, what I mean, unlimited power. Like that whole yeah. moment. It's like, oh, I'll make it the bright blue. So, it's like he has the spandex suit that he made himself. Yeah. And in the future, I think we're going to get more of Spider-Man, Manning mm-hmm. in New York. I think like, so, Like, he's too. not going to Boston and MIT. Right. I don't think that's going to happen. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So, and also, Venom left the symbiote in the MCU. So, we're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. And it's
1: going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Is the symbiote going to affect Eddie Brock and we tell that story again? Or is it going to go a different direction and we tell a new Flash story? Flash Thompson? Because, I mean, the sim- yeah, they, we've seen Flash can definitely become the symbiote. You know, Flash was Venom for a little while. Now, comic book Flash and MCU Flash... right rather right. different, different from one another <laughs> but uh you know it, it it definitely opens up the door to possibility and i'm I'm happy for that because after you and i reviewed venom 2 we were like don't bring that mess in here and this Please. this kind of uh you know it it uh it, it cuts its losses you know it's like it shows up it bounces right. leaves a little behind
0: yeah works so me. it's going to be interesting to see how the multiverse works in the mcu now And how that all connects and who does what, because we now have acknowledged that everything's on the table, basically like everything is on the table. And those past five Spider-Man movies are now Canon officially. Like they're (laughs) officially, they officially happened. Yeah. You know, so it's pretty amazing. And the Sony verse is Canon. Like it all happened. So if that's all real, now, how do we use the multiverse moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um, how is Daredevil here? How is Kingpin here? Is that the Netflix Daredevil and Kingpin, mm-hmm. or is that a Netflix? Is 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 Netflix another part of the multiverse? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, all valid questions. Yeah, are these variants based off Loki or? You know what I mean? We'll have to see how that all works. Is Finn Jones here? I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. <sighs> um, you know? Are they going to yeah. recast Luke Cage? I hope so. You oh, know what I mean? See, that's... Now, we, we got to have that conversation at length
1: at another time. I feel like some people yeah. are going to hear you say that and be like, huh? They do a little spit take. Octavia <laughs> said, what? What? But we, you know, we're going to...
0: I have, I have. We I have, we I have, have
1: to. We have to. I, have, I think we, we got to do a it. hot takes episode.
0: Yeah. But um, that's all stuff I'm excited about seeing. Like, how is all of this going to shake out now? Mm -hmm. You know, who are the villains now for Spidey? Who? Yeah, yeah, I just, I'm looking forward to next week's episode of Hawkeye to explain to me, will we see Tom Holland in this episode? Will we see Charlie Cox in this episode as Daredevil? Will they hint at it? Like, you know what I mean? Is it going to give us, because the episode, uh, next week's episode is long. For it, Hawkeye, it, You said it's the finale, right? Yeah, 59 yeah. minutes. So we get an hour-long episode, so hopefully they're going to address a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll, what's been we'll interesting see. is Haw- Hawkeye has been enjoyable to check in with every, every week, but it, I have not been loving it. Uh, I, am, I think the, uh, the reference material, the source material that it's based on is too high a bar. And so I, I have a hard time shaking that high bar while I'm watching Hawkeye, and I'm enjoying it but I'm finding that it is just even keel fine. It's just mm-hmm. fine. And so that means the most interesting things are the things you just listed, those questions. Kingpin being in the mix. That's the powerful aspect of Hawkeye because the rest of it is like, it's fine. It's not bad. It's just not blowing my mind, you know? But that's yeah. where we are. So let's,
0: let's give it a letter grade. Um, this time, I, I guess I'll start out. I will give this a B plus, a very 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 high B. Yes, yes.
1: Um, it's impossible for me to go lower than that while also saying that I think this achieved a miracle. All of the praise that I have for the people who somehow made this impossible movie work, I will give it a B plus as well. Give I definitely and and when I say B plus, I mean that is that's a very good grade. It's just not one of the, yeah. It, it, Spider-Verse isn't an, like an A or an A+, plus. this is a B+, it's right. close behind. Yeah.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And keep it in mind, guys, I know there's some people out there who are like, A's are or F's, there's nothing other than A. Right. That is not what we're talking about right no, now. No, that's <laughs> malarkey too. Come on, <laughs> introduce you, you some know, nuance in your life, folks. Yeah. We're just saying that this is really, really, really good, but you know, A's right. are literally the, some of the greatest movies you've ever seen in your life. Right. You know, and while this is up there, it's like, you know, I think there's some other stuff that's above it. Yes. Internet, what is your what, what is your grade for Spider Man No Way Home? Um, interested in hearing what you guys have to say about the movie at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tetris, at Comic Book Junto. Let us know what you guys thought of this joint here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was fun. I'm I'm glad we finally got to talk
1: about this. This was uh this was a very, very important milestone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in, in our universe, in my universe. Yeah. Uh, I had a great time. And you know, the, I, I would say the highest praise you can give a movie these days is to say, I want to see that again. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing that one again.
0: I want to risk my life
1: one more time for this movie. Ooh, I did it twice for Dune. So the least I can do is for Spidey. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Be safe out there, guys, and go see this movie. Hopefully you're not this far along and you haven't seen this movie. If you are, uh, that's that's your life choice. Oh, uh, Um, one last
1: thing. We don't want to end this on a downer, but where's Miles? Come on.
0: Oh, that's the one thing. What are we doing? That's the one thing I wanted to say. Is there, was there, we also have another thing. Anything you wanted that you didn't get. Of course. I wanted Miles, I wanted at least an acknowledgement of his existence. And we didn't get an acknowledgement we got a hint, Jamie, only, Fox it, going, yeah, Jamie Fox going. Jamie Fox is that I line? I thought you would be black, but mm-hmm. there's got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Yeah, and that is enough of a confirmation that you know, with the Prowler moment in the first Spider-Man movie, yep. even on to this one, where it's like, yeah, there has to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. That is the that that is the the filmmakers going. We know, we know, we hear you. We've acknowledged it, and we're going to, you know what I mean? It's on our yeah. minds. It's, it's a part of the future. Even Tom Holland said something like, if I'm still playing Spider-Man, blah, 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 years from now, you know, I think I did something wrong. Yeah. I guess we got to bring Miles in or something like that. So yeah, uh-huh. I think that we're going to be working towards that. And whatever Tom Holland does next to Spider-Man, I can imagine that they're going to be moving towards this, the, the Miles Moralesness. And,
1: well, you know what's interesting is um, I brought that up with uh, with uh, Timory when we were watching the movie, and we both you know really enjoyed No Way Home a lot. And one of the things that I said, I was like, I'm really a, I'm bummed, I'm upset that they didn't bring Miles into this. And uh, Timory's response was, "Well, Miles is animated," and I was thinking, that's interesting because he Shamik Moore is Miles, you know. Like, voice wise, yeah. The, the Spider Verse version of Miles was the one that was introduced mm-hmm. to a lot mm-hmm. of fans. You know, we've known him for a long time, but for me, that is definitive. And, okay. and uh, while in the reality is, is, you know, multi- multiple universes means you have, obviously, Miles is out there. He's confirmed in, uh, in Homecoming. We know that he's there. Right. But right. I think what I was hearing is, you know, the, no, but the iconic, the Miles, the one that we were given, the the one is the Spider-Verse 1 and it definitely gets into an interesting territory because if MCU were to introduce a new Miles, a new actor, a new voice, new movement, new suit, it would be in direct competition with Spider-Verse. And that's that would be a really unique position. I said I don't know how they would manage to do that right because the Spider-Verse 1 is uncontested. He's the best. He's so good. And it'd be an interesting thing. Like, could they pull it off a second time? I don't know.
0: I can imagine that Sony is having a great time with Miles in animated form right now. Like that, as far as the cinematic version of Miles, it is Miles from Spider-Verse. Yeah, So I can imagine if you're trying to lead your fandom down a story path, Mm -hmm. it would make sense not to disrupt them with a new character you've introduced to them by going, oh, he's over here too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait, so hold on. You just told me that because what I believe is the animated universe is canon also.
1: So I was just going to get into this. What if at the very end of the next Spider-Man or Spider-Verse movie, we get a Who Framed Roger Rabbit moment and we get (laughs) get (laughs) characters popping up into the real world? I'd be like, or a Space
0: Jam moment, you know? (laughs) <laughs> I didn't mean like that. I didn't mean that he's eternally <laughs> animated, but I'm just saying like, I wouldn't be surprised if you heard Tom Holland's voice in Across the Spider-Verse. Sure. Yeah. Same. That's what I, I, mean. I was kind of you expecting I mean? that to be or the case. Or Andrew Garfield's voice. Because I yeah. mean, they literally, in the one in the first one, they point out all the stuff that happened in, in those other movies. Yeah. I did yep. this, I did they this, I did about it. this. Yep. And they're not, again, these, these filmmakers are not stupid. They're not tripping over their feet. They know what they're doing. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So to me, with this movie, you just told me that Spider-Verse is canon with the MCU also. yeah, You know what I'm saying? Because if, if, if the Sony-verse is canon and you've connected the Sony-verse to Spider-Verse, then what does that make Spider-Verse? Mm-hmm. It makes it all connected. They're all acknowledging each other. Mm -hmm. So it would make sense when you're like, well, this is miles for right now. Focus. We're telling you a story. Let us complete that story. And then once we've completed that story, we can then redirect your focus now that you clearly understand Miles. Yeah. He has a definitive, completed arc and story here in the animated form. Mm-hmm. We can now transition you over to the live action form. And you guys are legit Miles Morales fans. And I think that's what we're going to see. I think that's what we're going
1: to see. Because they're, they, yeah. they've they created something really successful and powerful with the Sony animation and they want to hit that out of the park again, like really make sure that the fandom exists and before they, they make that transition. That's, I, I believe that's the sequence that we're going to find out.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I can't wait. So next year? I cannot wait. Well, that's it for this episode, Internet. We really appreciate you guys hanging with us. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. <laughs>